This is More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self-worth is made up of more than your job title. Each week, I'll talk to a guest about how they discovered that for themselves. You'll hear about what they did, what they're doing, and who they are. I'm your host, Rabia. I work in IT, perform stand-up comedy, write, volunteer, and, of course, podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hey everyone, so today I have a guest who I have known for 20 years, because my first job out of college is where we met, which was, um, yeah, back in San Diego at Pro Flowers. We both moved on from there, and we both moved on from that city as well. It's Patrick Alcock. He's the co-founder at Find Your Study. Thanks for being on, Patrick. Yeah, thanks for having me, Robbie. So where am I talking to you from? Uh, yeah, so I am here in Maryland, right outside of Baltimore. Nice, nice. And so you've been in Maryland how long? We moved here from San Diego about seven years ago when our first daughter was born. And I've been out of San Diego, and then I went back. So I guess I was there more recently, but it's a lot different on the East Coast, I guess. It is. It's, it's one of those things where we probably talk about moving back to San Diego, my wife and I, 30 times a year. And then we'll go out there. And then once we come back for the next three months, we're trying to plan it. And then life kicks back in and then we're still here in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I, I've faced that similar thing of like, I went home last winter or for the holidays and I was like, oh, I miss being home. But then I got back here and I'm like, miss my life here too. Yep. So yeah, it's totally understandable. So let's just get right into find your study. So you want to talk a little bit about what the company is and what you do there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Find Your Study was started by me and my business partner, Brian, who is another really longtime friend. I met him at college in Virginia Tech. We actually played in a band together back then. But it's it's us. He's here in Maryland, too. And we rekindled our friendship when I got back and have always been throwing ideas around. But when the pandemic hit, we were kind of approaching keeping our mental health in check, trying to just stay ahead of everything in different ways. And I've been a, a avid meditator and journaler for going on 10 years now. And he actually mm. makes candles. And that's kind of his therapeutic activity. And we were talking one day and he was showing me his candles. And, you know, I was like, these are legit. You know, when he first told me about them, I thought he was going to show me like, you know, like a mason jar filled with like melted crowns or something. But no, it was, <laughs> it was a really legit candle. And we started hashing it out. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've had businesses in the past. I said, I'd love to help you bring it to market. And we kind of started looking around and, you know, there's a ton of candle companies out there. And it, so it kind of got to mm-hmm. how do we differentiate ourselves? And something that I've always, I'll say, worked on. And, and sometimes that means I'm working well. Sometimes that means I'm struggling to keep my levels of stress down. You know, I get pretty stressed out being a parent and entrepreneur and, you know, person living through the past few years candles have always to me been linked to like de-stress and you come in you light a candle it kind of sets the mood whatever mood you're going for i was like what if we try to figure out a way to help people reduce stress but we tie it to physical product being a candle and since Mm -hmm. then we've actually came out with the journal as well so that's really where all of this started we have a, a web app built that has different tools people can use on a daily basis or on a weekly basis to just kind of find their study. That's the best way to describe it. Like find that medium place Mm -hmm. where you're not totally stress-free because I don't think that's possible, but you're going through your day, you got a smile on your face, you can handle the challenges that come your way. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're setting out to do. We're setting out to help people do the things 
they need to do to better manage stress, we just do it with a candle. Mm-hmm. As funky as that sounds. Yeah. Well, and so just looking at your site and knowing a bit about your background with work, I mean, it's a very the website's very clean and simple, and you have basically, I guess, two products bundled in different ways, yep. right? Is that fair? Like you have candles and the journal, yep. and then the different candles, and so. What I've noticed is a lot of people will say, oh, I'm doing a company that does X, and then they'll do Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. Yep. And so how has that been for you to make the conscious decision to stay in your lane, so to speak? It's really hard. Like, I I totally get it when people start a company and then there's there's 15 things they're offering because, like, when you're starting, like, when you're small and you're starting this company, you get feedback from one person and that's a good amount of feedback. So, you know, if one person says, oh, I like this, but you should try this. And, you know, when we're first starting, mm-hmm. we're not selling very much. So, like, oh, my gosh, that's a great point. You know, we should go do this and this and this. So you're trying to appease everyone that gives you feedback. And what we really had to do is we set our mission. And that was we're going to help people de-stress, right? Reduce stress, manage stress. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know about you, but for me, when I am the most stressed out is when I'm trying to manage a bunch of stuff. There's just Mm -hmm. clutter. I have 15 different things going on. So our whole approach was let's keep it as simple as possible. It started off just the candle, right? And a candle, you scan it with a QR code and it brings up our web app. On our web app, there's a a three-minute breathing exercise. There's, we call them a de-stress activity that's updated daily. You know, go out, take a walk, drink mm-hmm. enough water. There's a journaling prompt that changes daily, and then there's a playlist. Started off just like that. And what we found is people were using the journal prompts a lot. So we actually came out with a journal to complement the candle, but then we said, you know, let's prove that this works first. And so we have all these different ideas, and it really is just about saying, does this help someone reduce their stress? No, put it on the back burner. You know, we have a big mm-hmm. list. I don't think things is audio, so a big one. I'm, I'm using my hands to show really big. Yeah. Um, of things we could do and we'd <laughs> like to do, but yeah. it's just not the right time. So we really want to focus on what we know works from personal experience and from feedback we're getting and then build it from there. Awesome. And were the candles being sold somewhere before this or was it just like hobby slash gifting? Yep. Exactly. It was it was my partner Brian's hobby. Like it was it was it was really it was his, his therapy. You know, one of the things that I'm fortunate enough to have found out, Brian is fortunate to found out. You with comedy, I'm sure, have found this out. Is that if you find mm-hmm. something you really love doing, a lot of times it provides you that therapeutic outlet, and it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be anything crazy. It could be something as simple as exercise, making candles. I do a lot of woodworking. This was Brian's therapeutic thing that helped him just clear his head, focus on one thing, let all the complicated parts of life kind of fade away for an amount of time. So hadn't been launched. That was kind of how we got it started. But then it's started to build into something a lot bigger where, you know, candles are great, but I think with what we're doing, we can actually make an impact in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting with those, those hobbies that can, can help. And sometimes, I mean, and I was talking to you before we came on, like I canceled a gig this week because Though being on stage is something that I really love doing, if I'm not doing it maybe with the right people or for the right purpose, then it takes it away. And I I almost think like any hobbies like that, right? If it becomes too much yep. of a burden, 
then it's like forget it, basically. And I think also we we were talking about expectations earlier. I think that mm-hmm. that's a big player in that as well because I think when you have something you love doing, you know, you hear a lot of people say, "Find your passion, and you'll never work another day in your life." And I think people's expectations get wrapped around that, and what they find is they they have something they love, but the reason they love it is because it's not work. And then when they turn it mm-hmm. into work, now it is work. And so no matter what you're doing, there are, there are good parts and bad parts and frustrating parts of everything. Mm-hmm. So I definitely know what you mean because I've had things. I mean, I, I did music for years. And once I went after that uh, and tried to make that an actual profession, that's when stress came. That's when, you know, you're, you're on the road and you don't know how you're going to get to your next show and don't have enough money to eat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, I really like doing this, but is it worth it, you know? Yeah. So as long as you have those right yeah. expectations, I think I think you can get through anything. That's true. And what's your relationship with music now? And can you talk a little bit about how your music career went? And then we'll go back to find your study a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, my music, my relationship to music right now is I write songs still and I play them for my kids. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Which is, and you know, completely a 180 from, from what it was. I, I started playing guitar when I was 10. I always thought it would be cool to be would be cool to be a rock star. You know, that was that was the dream, be a rock star. And uh, so that, that brought me out to California after college, and I played in a band out there for, I think, seven years. Um, we didn't make it big or anything. You know, we went on some tours around the country, so that was cool. That was that was kind of the goal I'd set. You know, I at least want to do that. And then, yeah. like I talked about, the, the work side of it came in. Like, if you're an independent band and you're booking shows across the country where absolutely nobody knows who you are, mm-hmm. it can get... And get really stressful and you know the people that make it you know i I have so much respect for them because they're the ones who can just keep going and going and going and they hold on to that goal and um i was going and going and going and realized that i didn't i didn't think it was what i thought it would be and kind of reevaluated my priorities and stuff like that so still play still love it you know i i I write more than anything these days i was playing with a band and then the pandemic hit so that kind of yeah i took that as a sign so we're, we're not doing that anymore. But yeah, I think I played bands from the time I was 15 until I was 27. So that was a big part of my life. And yeah, it helps. You know, when you're when you're starting a business, if you can convince someone to let your band come play a show that maybe two people show up to and pay you $100 in gas money to do that, I, I think you can sell anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and then looking at your other work experience, I mean, we worked together for a while. So we were at Pro Flowers. Yep. So that was the e-commerce, early e-commerce, really, back then. And then you went into other businesses into real estate and stuff. So how do you look at the career you've had up till now and how it prepared you to start your own business and kind of decisions you make now? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I've, I've started a handful of businesses. I've got, I've got the weirdest work experience ever. So I did, we were at Pro Flowers. I worked at a guitar shop mm-hmm. before that. I did a stint with Enterprise Rent-A-Car before that. That was that was fun. And then I did music full-time. And then once I kind of hit that point, I actually started a beer cheese business. So my grandfather grew up in Kentucky here in the United States. And beer cheese is a big thing. So anyone from Kentucky will know what that is. And I was out in California where there's like this big, you know, micro brew scene. So I asked my mm-hmm. grandfather if I could use his recipe and I started making it with craft beers. And again... It was one of those things where I didn't know what I was doing. I had to go to, I made it 
I went to farmer's market. I had to be in front of people. So that really taught me just being out of my comfort zone. And if you want something, there are gonna be things you have to do are not in your your kind of existing tool belt, but you gotta go figure it out anyways. After that, I started a business called Easily with a buddy of mine from San Diego that was early drag and drop graphic design online. So it was like all based around mm-hmm. infographics. And again, same thing. You know, we're pitching to VCs and trying to raise money and building something from scratch, convincing people to go use it. And um, that, that again, got me way out of my comfort zone. I had no idea what I was doing, anything, you know, with online or tech or anything like that. And then I went into a sales job and that led me into real estate. And I had a real estate investing company for four years where, again, I had to learn on my feet. And I think to, to kind of bring it full circle, it all prepared me to get out of my comfort zone with what mm-hmm. I'm doing now because I do know how to, you know, I know how to meditate. I know how to journal. I know how to coach people through that stuff. But there's a difference between knowing how to do something and then convincing people to go try it. And that is, you know, like well outside of my comfort zone. Like the whole, you know, online marketing thing is not something I have a lot of experience with. So mm-hmm. that's what my heavy focus is on right now is just convincing people to give it a try and educate them and, you know, who's going who's gonna to automatically think, oh, here's a candle. I should go de-stress with it, you know? So yeah. I think realistically what, what all of that does, it, it taught me how to get uncomfortable. It taught me how to be okay with failing as long as I learn something from it. You know, you hear all the fail fast, but I don't think enough people say, make sure you learn something from it. And that kind of got me to where I am today and got me comfortable with being uncomfortable and willing to take some risks. And, you know, a big part of that also is understanding that even if it doesn't go well, I can figure it out and I can land on my feet. I think that's something that a lot of people who start businesses is one of the things that they can be confident in. It's like, even if this goes completely wrong, I've done it enough times to know I can get back up on my feet. Hmm. Yeah. It's that resilience and, and belief that, yeah, that you can do that. It's not saying everything will work out in the end, though that's part of it, but it's also that you can be active in getting back on your feet. Absolutely. It's, 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 asking, it's asking yourself, is there a chance that this could work out? And mm-hmm. is that chance worth the work it takes to put in? And if it is, go do it. If it's not, don't. There are plenty of great ideas that people didn't go after because they would have you know wasted their time but as long as you you truly feel like there is even the most minute chance and you feel like it's worth it if you can accomplish what you're looking to accomplish to go out and put the work in then i go for it i mean i look at what you're doing now i i, I love watching your comedy and you know <laughs> knowing from when we first met and i always thought you had one of the best senses yeah. of humor because it's it's so dry and i the fact that you're yeah. in england right now i think is it's just perfect uh, because I think of like dry humor and the original office and stuff like that. I'm like, oh God, she's got to be killing it. Yeah. But like, I look at that and if I was like, I want to be a comedian, I would immediately think, is there a chance this could succeed for myself? And the answer would be no. So that would answer that first question. And then the second part would be, is it worth the work that I've seen you put in? And like, no, that chance is so small for me and I'm not that funny. So no, it wouldn't. But yeah. There is a chance I could help people better deal with stress, especially right now. Everyone's stressed. Yeah. Well, I'm just listening to you talk about, and thank you, by the way, and I appreciate that. And I kind of recently 
have had that. I didn't ask myself that question of if I could possibly succeed until a while into it because I didn't have the belief in myself other than I just had more like this was my goal is to get on stage. It wasn't having a belief in myself. And recently that's changed a little bit, which has made it even more difficult in a way. But in a good way, right? It's just kind of like, oh, I there's a purpose to what I'm doing. And it's not the one I thought it was, you know. But so for you with Find Your Study and just in listening to you talk, I mean, one thing you touched on is that you do meditate and you do know how to journal. And and so you're writing all the blogs for this company and you're handling probably the text and the app and stuff like that. And so is that a shift for you in, in a different kind of purpose around what you're doing business-wise, which is now help, like seeking to help people versus maybe what you did before? Yeah, I've always tried to find some sense that everything I did helped people. You know, I, I worked for a company that, that sold education product. And you could look at it either way. You know, some people would look at it and say, that's a waste of money and you're, you know, it doesn't help anyone. And then I saw plenty of people, like I still keep in touch with someone that bought something from me who was three guys and they went on and they built a very successful business out of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, helping people and serving people in some ways has always been kind of an underlying principle of mine, very principled, very idealistic, to a fault, even with the writing, with the journaling prompts. I've, I've always been into that. I've always liked doing it. I haven't necessarily done it in this capacity, but I do do some coaching. I've done it for years on the side where, you know, I work with people who are looking to accomplish different goals. It's never necessarily been anything I've done in this business. I just love doing it. And so what I found is that the experience I get from that coaching side of things has helped me write some of the articles has helped me come up with you know the daily journaling prompts or things that I've asked myself in the past that have helped me and that I really wanted to answer and you know even like with with our de-stress activities it's things that I constantly have to remind myself like sometimes you know every now and then it'll it'll like it'll legitimately be the daily de-stress activities go outside and go for a walk like the simplest thing anyone can do but there is so much research that is shown by going for a walk for 10 or 15 minutes can drastically reduce your stress levels it's insane and so that that is something that i've i've really wanted to to put out there and communicate with people and help people better understand and you know a lot of it comes from also habits you know i i've meditated for 10 years now not because i, I want to or i'm trying to achieve you know, Zen or Nirvana or anything like that. It's just because I'm literally mm-hmm. stressed out. I get anxiety <laughs> and I have to do it. But it didn't come easily at first. But now that I've done it for this long, it, it, it's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of what we're looking to do also is help people build these habits of, you know, whether you want to call it meditation or taking a few moments to breathe every day, whether we want to call it journaling or writing down some thoughts in the morning or before you go to bed, like getting stuff out of your head is an amazing medicine things like drinking enough water every day like i had to i mm-hmm. literally had to build a habit to where now i drink about 100 ounces of water a day and i thought i was drinking plenty in reality mm-hmm. i was drinking maybe half of that and i was always dehydrated and that made me tired so that was a very long way to answer your question but all of these things combined allow me to go write an article on why you should drink water or the most recent one why you should just pause before you react to anything or mm. why yeah. journaling or taking a walk or taking five minutes or three minutes to breathe every day can drastically change your life. 
all of that is yeah. kind of full circle on helping people understand that there are small things you can do to find that equilibrium within stress. Again, you're never mm-hmm. going to get rid of stress and you don't want to, you know, there's good and bad stress, but if you can do little things one at a time, build them into habits, then you really can go from say an eight to a six. If you go from an eight to a six on a daily basis, your life is going to be drastically better. And that's what we want to help people yeah. do. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. And so just people can basically go on, buy a candle. They can buy the bundle with the journal if they want to try the journaling or they can just get the candle and do the app and yep. it, and see what it does or send it to someone basically. Exactly. Yep. I've, uh, I've, I've sent it to quite a few people just because, you know, this isn't something, especially, you know, like I hate to say it, but there are a lot of, a lot of guys that could benefit from something like this mm-hmm. that I know won't, you know, whatever, whether it's a machismo thing or I'm not into it or just the whole, you know, candles thing. But it, it, if you're, if you're listening and you know, this isn't to sell a product because there's a lot of other things you could get somebody to help them out. There's, there's some amazing apps. There's, you know, programs out there. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff, but if there's someone, you know, who, who is stressed out or, you know, struggling from mental health issues or something, you know, sending them something thoughtful by itself helps immensely, but making that thing something they can actually utilize to help in the littlest way is, is a huge thing. So we definitely, we always recommend yeah. people, even if you don't think this is for you, if there's someone you think could benefit from it, you know, definitely send it. Yeah, well, that's great. So as far as, I mean, we've talked quite a bit and you talk about your practices and stuff, but is there any advice or mantra that you want to share that just you kind of think it's something that's important for everybody to remember? Other than what you've already said. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to reiterate a couple things. If, if, if you take nothing else from, from you know, this interview or this podcast, um, it, it, there, are, there are a few little things. If you do daily, you will, dra- you will see a drastic difference. One, go to bed. Just people, go, go to sleep. Get sleep. Like everyone these days is, you know, I'll sleep and I'm dead or five, five hours of sleep is not enough. You know, try and get seven, eight hours a night. I know I'm preaching here, but it's... It, it drastically changed my life, um, especially if you can if you can get in a routine where most of the time you're going to bed at the same time and you're getting up at the same time. It's a life changer. The other thing is try and find a few moments a day to breathe. If you can just sit in a quiet space, breathe in and just focus on your breath and breathe out. Breathe in for three, hold it for three seconds, breathe out for three. It's it's a game changer. It takes a minute, two minutes, five minutes, however long you want to do it. Uh, and then, like I said, drink more water. It's it's one of the things that I never would have thought would have contributed to stress like it has for me. But I found that when I drink enough water, I am not as tired. I'm not as worn out. I'm not as cranky. And they say <laughs> minimum, you should be drinking about half your body weight in ounces of water a day and up from there. So that's that's yeah. if, that's what I want people to take away from this call, if nothing else, and, and hope it helps. Nice. Yeah, that's great. And it's funny, I've had this, I didn't do it this time, but every time you say drink water, I drink water. Yeah. It's like a Pavlovian response. So we should just record your voice saying that every hour I should hear it. And I'll be I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a, a drink water meditation where someone just sits there for three minutes and it's just me saying drink water every five seconds. <laughs> Perfect. And then, and then they'll be really mad at you about 25, 30 minutes from, from then. True, but then, up. you know, a day later, they're like, oh, gosh, that guy, Patrick, he's so swell. <laughs> Great. All right. So 
Now I just have the last set of questions. They're called the Fun Five, and they're questions I just ask everybody. Okay. So the first one, what's the oldest T-shirt you have and still wear? Uh, I have a T-shirt, so I'm 39 years old now. I have a T-shirt that I got when I was 16 at a Goodwill store. It's a D.A.R.E. shirt. I don't remember what it stands for. It's like yeah. the, the drug. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, I know what you mean. It was the D.A.R.E., like D.A.R.E. to keep kids off yeah, drugs. Yeah, exactly. So it's D.A.R.E. like neon. It's a black T-shirt, uh-huh. and it's neon. When I bought it when I was 16, so what is that, 23 years ago? It was probably 20 years old at that point. So it's like, it's one of yeah. those, you like you can tell when it came out, it was one of those like beefy tees, incredibly uncomfortable, doesn't fit well, but it's literally just like the most comfortable shirt I own. And I love people, everyone, like every time I see it, people are like, oh, I remember Dare. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's cool. And then if every day was really Groundhog's Day, like it used to feel like during the pandemic and sometimes now what song would you have your alarm clock set to play every morning oh man there's a song that i don't i don't know when it came out but a buddy of mine from high school sent it to me last summer it's by a band named koala and it's called ticket to ride Mm -hmm. i call it my summer song and it is one of these songs where you can't not a be in a better mood when during and after listening to it and start dancing so yeah Mm. that that would definitely be one of those i can't get tired of songs yeah drink water (laughs) i thought you were gonna talk more so i I did i drink water all right (laughs) coffee or tea or neither uh both so coffee in the morning and then Mm -hmm. there's a tea i actually just drank some now it's and that's why I'm talking so fast too? What is it called? Guayasa tea. It's like an Am- they call it, they, they, I'm a total marketer's dream. They sold it as like Amazonian warrior tea that they've been drinking oh, wow. for centuries. And I'm like, all right, sign me up. So I do I do coffee in the morning, one one and a half cups, and then tea. If I need to pick me up, I'll do tea, but nothing after two p.m. or I can't sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. I know, and I had coffee late, but I I just reheated it. You know, mm. and it'll, if yeah. I have it late enough, it won't get me until later. So I, I get to sleep and then I wake up and edit podcasts in the middle well, of the Well, you should just drink water next time you wake up. It'll help. I know. I should. <laughs> drink water. I'll just have it in my head. Drink water. Yeah. All right. And can you think of something that just like cracks you up or like last time you like laughed so hard you cried? So I have two, I have two daughters. One of them seven, one of them's three and a half. <clears throat> and they've gotten really into the, the sing two. There's a movie called Sing To. It's a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And lately, they've learned the songs, but they don't know all the lyrics, but they keep singing them and just make them up as they go. So that, that I almost crashed our car because I was laughing so hard. It's terrible <laughs> to say. But I, 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 it, was, it was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. The, I forget, what song were we listening to? I don't remember the song that was from, it was from the soundtrack, but the name Steve was in it. The name Roger was in it, which... Mm-hmm has nothing to do with the song but it's one of those things that like my kids kids are so funny like that whole kids say the darndest things like when you have a kids these age they can be like the most frustrating people in the world but the gold like if we had a recording at all time not at all time but like around them we'd be millionaires they just say the funniest stuff yeah yeah yeah, no, they're they're great. And I mean, just the misunderstood song lyrics are funny anyway, but kids do come up with with wild ones, you know, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. Okay, and then who inspires you right now? 
You know, that was a uh, that was a journaling prompt the other day. Man, you ever get those questions where you it's you you it's hard to think about it, and so it's, it seems like you don't have anyone, but really you're trying to like mm-hmm. go through all these people in your head. Well, and I purposely did right now versus like ever because like sometimes, yeah, it changes. But I'm inspired by someone today that maybe a month ago I didn't even know them or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to put one person. You can say whatever you so want. So there's, I just read this book. It's called Stolen Focus, and it's by a guy named. Okay. I hope I don't mispronounce his name. Johan Hari. Johan or Johan Hari. I just finished it, and it talks about how how as a society our focus has really diminished, and it starts off him taking this trip. For three months to uh, somewhere in Cape Cod and he leaves his phone and his internet his computer that has internet behind and he only has a, he's a journalist he has his laptop does this whole thing he starts to get his focus back and starts to notice things stuff like that and so it sends him on this kind of journey to better understand what's causing our attention and it really comes back to the idea that we can only do so much as individuals to get our attention back because there are kind of external forces at play that have a lot of money and are very smart at taking our attention. And then it started to talk about how kids are affected by that. It, it kind of had mm. me look at, you know, how my kids interact with technology and stuff like that. So I would say him because that book could have gone a completely different direction. And the stuff he was writing is not going to be a popular idea, popular idea, but it seems like he hit the nail on the head. So I like, I'm always inspired by people who go out on a limb to do what's right. And I think that's what he did mm-hmm. with that book. So if we're saying right now, I would say it's him. Amazing. Cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I think it's it's interesting when people kind of are looking at the impact of stuff on kids, too. Because I think from the pandemic and then technology and everything, it's not going to be really known for another 10 or 20 years. And then it's going to be kind of, we would wish we would have done something, probably, is my guess. Yep. But, he, he, he did a really cool job because yeah. he also presented... Like if there was there's contradictory evidence to the point he was making, he he was transparent. He said, "Look, this is this, but there's also other people within the body of science who disagree with this, and here's what they say." I I thought that was really cool because, you know, most of these mm-hmm. books you read, it's it's very one sided, and they like give you these facts, but they don't tell you that there are ten other facts, along with this one, yeah. that say something else, and let you as the the reader or the the consumer make up your mind. No, that's great. Cool. And then if people want to find you, Patrick, where should they go? Honestly, find your study. I'm completely off social media by choice for about three years now. When it comes to stress, I um, I found that when I was on Facebook, it got very divisive. Instagram took all my time. Like I just mm-hmm. sit there and, you know, was it, I mean, maybe I was addicted to it. I have no idea. But three years ago, I made the choice to completely get off that. So, I mean, really, if they want to find me, Follow me through Find Your Study. You know, I'm writing all the articles. I'm running a lot of the social media we do through those sites. But that's that's kind of it. I want people to know me for cool. the work instead of me. Yeah. No, that's great. Cool. Well, thanks, Patrick. I really appreciate you being on More Than Work. And it's nice to catch yeah, up. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the guest and what was talked about in the show notes. Joe Mafia created the music you're listening to. You can find him on Spotify at Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. Rob Metke does all the design, for which I am so grateful. You can find him online by searching Rob, M-E-T-K-E. 
Please leave a review if you like the show and get in touch if you have feedback or guest ideas. The pod is on all the social channels at at More Than Work Pod or at Robbie Comedy on TikTok and the website is morethanworkpod.com. While being kind to others, don't forget to be kind to yourself.